0: You're listening to episode 18 of the Eat Well and Live Full podcast. I am so excited about this episode you guys. Today I'm welcoming my first guest to the podcast. Peg Wedig is a certified nutritional therapy practitioner, just like myself. That's how we met. She coaches people both one-on-one and she also has an online group membership called Simply Real. She teaches people her signature step-by-step method, the PEGS process, which, spoiler alert, we're going to get into a little bit today. And her PEGS process is what helps people make lasting mindset changes, as well as lifestyle changes that are super simple and strategic and effective. PEGS work emphasizes the power of mindset, nutrition, sleep, stress reduction, movement, and detoxification strategies in order to help her clients live a full healthy and vibrant lifestyle. I am so excited to welcome Peg to the podcast. I think you guys are going to get a lot of goodness out of this interview and I highly suggest you pause and grab a pen and a paper because you're going to want it for this one. So without further ado, let's jump into it. All right, Peg, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I'm really glad to have you here.
1: Thanks for having me Lexi. I'm glad to be here.
0: Today we're gonna talk all about mindset and specifically how we can stress less around the holidays and you know that stressing less is something that I like to talk about so I wanted to bring in one of my expert friends and she is going to talk all about how we can figure out to how we can kind of get more time back around the holidays or time management when it comes to holiday prep and holiday stress. So around the holidays it's typical of us to feel really stressed, really anxious, really overwhelmed and we want to make sure that you're going into this season kind of with a, a game plan of how you can look after not only your body but your mind with your huge to-do list. So let's jump into talking about how you even came up with this strategy that we're gonna talk about today, Peg. What led you to think, oh my gosh, I'm done with holiday stress, I need to figure something out for next year.
1: Well, I think we've all been there. It's so overwhelming when you sit down and you make the list of everything that you have to do from you know the shopping, the wrapping, the baking, the decorating the Christmas parties you have to go to everything that's on the list. It's just plain overwhelming. So every year I go through this and I finally said, this is crazy Peg. You have to come up with a way to help yourself through this because it's not very much fun. Let's just say that.
0: (laughs) No, it's not. And the holidays should be spent with your friends and your family and, you know, not, not being stressed, just enjoying the holidays, but especially as females i find it's more often than none we're the ones with the big to-do lists and trying to make everybody happy and so let's talk about what happens when we are stressed around the holidays and what is actually you know taking the biggest hit when we were stressed out and in panic mode
1: okay so first let's talk a little bit about um what we're really talking about here so we've got this whole season here from thanksgiving to new year's that is really about six weeks long and during those six weeks we really only have four holidays for most of us thanksgiving well you're you're in canada so you're, yeah. you're thanks so a little bit earlier yeah, ours, ours
0: is even longer than six weeks
1: So I'm going off of six weeks here. Yeah. So you've got six weeks, basically four holidays in there, probably, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. Okay. Most of us don't do anything too crazy on New Year's Day. So we don't really get to count that. Yeah. Now, if you celebrate different holidays, it's probably a similar amount of days in there. Okay. Um, And obviously you Canadians get a little bit longer. But I want you to think about this. So if you were in the States, you'd have six, um, basically you'd have four holidays within six weeks, okay? Those six weeks have seven days in them. The seven days times the six weeks gives you 42 days total in that stretch, okay? Okay. So that's really four days out of 42 that that we're worried about. Okay, It's it's, it's only like 10%. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, though, I, I have family parties, I have friend parties, I have my office party. Most of us really only have a few other holidays, parties in there that we have to think about. We have a lot less celebrating than we think we have going on there. It's typically around when you figure it out, about 40 hours that we have, if you counted like four hours per event or so. And if you do all the math, it comes up being to being like 4% of the time.
0: Wow. Well, I could say I've probably spent a lot more time watching Netflix in the last few months than, than I will celebrating at holiday parties, really. So.
1: Right. You know, but we make it into this big thing and we get it, we get it into our head that it's just super, super crazy. And then we add in like all the decorating and the wrapping and all that kind of stuff. And in reality, we're probably overall spending around 80-ish hours so during the whole season. So yes, it is a big chunk of time, but it's probably not as big as we make it out to be.
0: Okay. So that that feeling of it coming... Or it becoming such a stress to us is really just more about our time management and our lack of having a plan or running around last minute or wrapping gifts last minute or not scheduling, you know, two parties on one night. That's kind of where the stress of all this really comes in then, not the actual celebrating time
1: no it's not and you know what it's actually not the events or the wrapping or any of that it's our thinking around those events we could have the exact same events and think this is nothing this is a piece of cake this is all fun and i enjoy it and it's all sparkly lights i hear goodness but some of us land in the land of overwhelm and all of a sudden it gets crazy and we're just like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I've got so much to do. I can't get anything done. I'm just going to sit down and have an eggnog.
0: <laughs> that sounds good right about now, but <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you've got a strategy for us so that we can really make sure that we are taking advantage of the time that we have, right? So that we right. don't feel that overwhelm.
1: hmm So, like I said, the first thing is you're being very realistic. The second thing is you really have to control your thoughts. You want to make sure that you are being active with what you're thinking because you are 100% in control of your thoughts. There's no question about it. You get to decide what you think, and then you get to decide what you make those thoughts mean. Yeah. So. When you put those two things together, you have complete control and you are in complete power over this whole situation.
0: I think that's a really good point because you, as you pointed out, just making it realistic is step one. So what? how much time are you actually spending prepping for the holidays? How much time are we actually um, spending at those events and all that? But then really taking it one step further and step two is, how can we control our thinking and how can we make sure that our mind is, is ready to take on any of the stuff that we need to take on? Because like you said, anything that our mind says kind of creates our reality. And so if we keep telling ourselves, I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed. Well, guess what? That's how you're going to feel, right?
1: Absolutely. That's what makes you stressed and overwhelmed is thinking about how stressed and overwhelmed you are. Now you can't, implant a fake thought that says oh this is all great you know I don't feel any stress because that doesn't work either so you've got to come somewhere in the middle as your first step you what I always tell people is taking a small step toward the thought you want to believe is the right step
0: so could you give us an example of that
1: yes so instead of saying I'm super overwhelmed instead of going to Oh, this is great instead go to I can manage just today and I can figure out today and it will be okay
0: that's a good idea because especially when you're looking at the holidays that six week time period jumbles all together and it feels like you're never gonna see the light at the end of the tunnel but if you just focus on today and then the next day and then the next day all of a sudden two weeks has gone by right Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. okay another can I jump in and tell yeah. you one more? Yeah. another really great phrase to use with yourself is I'm open to, and then put in the new thought that you want. So instead of saying I'm overwhelmed, say, I'm open to believing I can figure out how to make this less stressful. I like that as well. That's a new yeah. thought you can take with you. And it, it doesn't feel fake. It has to be a genuine thought. Otherwise it doesn't work.
0: Yeah, I agree because you you will know if it's not right deep down inside you will know either on a you know subconscious level or just even hearing yourself say it so it's got to be something again realistic and something that you can feel in control of and just using those simple cues before you know rapping for the entire evening or running out to a holiday party just shifting your mind a little bit a is gonna feel less stressful but b you're gonna actually enjoy the event or the thing that you're doing much more.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So one of the super simple strategies that I use is I take blank note cards, and I write out those new thoughts that I'm working on that I'm practicing. And I read them every day, I have them actually on a little like um, loop. And I just flip them through every day and keep reading them over and over again. And that really helps me remember what I'm thinking and what I'm working toward. I mean, some people use that kind of as an affirmation time. This, that really works for me is actually having it written out and reading it daily.
0: And so do you read this in the morning or how do you put this into your routine?
1: I actually do read it in the morning. So I have a routine that I go through and I, every morning I go through all these different steps and then I usually have some affirmation time and I read through my little um, stack of note cards and then I start thinking to myself, is there anything else I want to add on? And then I will often add on a new affirmation that I'm working on.
0: I love that. So you can kind of collect them as you go, right? Right, because they have to be personal to
1: you. They can't be somebody else's that you implant. Yeah. It's work that way.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing that I have of all these different um affirmation journals and prompts and things that are supposed to start to get you thinking in this kind of mindset regardless of whether it's just for the holidays or you know the rest of the seasons of the year as well is sometimes they just don't feel like they mean enough to to you or they're not personal enough to you if you're just reading from somebody else's prompt so i like the idea of even if, you know, it's not eloquently put down, just get the words down that feel right to you in that moment. And they're going to help you kind of trigger trigger a different thought pattern or at least stop you from going down that same anxiety path the whole time, right?
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. And for anybody listening who's going... Peg, that sounds wonderful that you journal in the morning and you get to flip your note cards. And I just want to say that I also am not a journaler in the morning. I have about five minutes that I do my little start today journal and that's it, right? And I've tried and I've tried. So what I do is I actually will physically write sticky notes and stick them in places. Mm -hmm. And then when I walk into a room, I'll see it and it'll catch my eye. And that's when I'll be prompted to say it out loud. Or I will write things in my phone and like a little reminder will pop up. Or Mm -hmm. I even have those markers that you can write on your mirrors. So I write quotes on my mirrors, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And that works better for me. And yet every time I see it, it's like a Oh, right. I should, you know, start to think this way. And it works the same. It's mm-hmm. just for, for different people, right? So if, if you're feeling like I can't add this into my morning routine and, and I've got too much going on or whatever other excuses, you just feel it's not right for you. Even as simple as writing a few of those affirmations and making them specific to this time of the year and just putting them on a sticky note and you're sticking them in your kitchen, on your microwave, in your, on your mirror, something like that mm-hmm. can work as well.
1: Absolutely. You know, what's funny is you you talk about journaling, and one of my clients today told me that, oh, I can just picture you getting up early in the morning with your cup of tea <laughs> and your journal and sitting by the fire writing in it and all nicely. And I just started laughing. I'm like, no, that's not the way it goes. <laughs> it's like, a flip it open, write it down, and off we go for the day.
0: Oh, that's so it funny.
1: doesn't have to be this big, lawn out, long, drawn out. Event. It just has to be like a quick little brain dump.
0: Okay, so give us a few quick examples here that would be specific to Christmas or stress around the holidays. Could you give us just some like quick little prompts that people could use specifically for this time of year?
1: Mm-hmm. Like I can make a plan to get my wrapping done.
0: Ooh, I like that one.
1: I can write out three Christmas cards today. If you send them, I don't send them anymore
0: electronic I can email three Christmas cards <laughs>
1: here we go I could make three phone calls today to people I care about
0: mm-hmm. I like that um,
1: I can make my Christmas grocery list for the party I'm hosting
0: yeah you know. or even and yeah. yeah or even I can make the hors d'oeuvre list and then you know and then I can make the drink list and break it up into different chunks even I like that idea absolutely
1: Absolutely. Whatever you need it, you can make it completely specific to your needs. It's awesome.
0: I love that idea. Okay. So we have talked about getting realistic, spend and looking at how much time we're actually spending, preparing mm. for the holidays and actually spending, celebrating the holidays. We've talked about the mindset shift and how that really has to happen. If you want to control the stress and the anxiety and the overwhelm around the holidays, because if you let your mind go, you know, especially, you know, you get around Aunt Carol or whoever it is who just loves to gossip about all the things that they have to do, right? Or you're in with your co-workers and people are chit-chatting and then all of a sudden you get back into that mindset of, oh, I have so many things to do. If you just come back to those prompts that you've written in your journal and your sticky notes and just remind yourself, you know what? No, I can get my list done today. I can get two cards written. I can get and just make it feel less, Less overwhelming. So the last step would be to make some sort of plan, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. So this is the the one then um, that I work with my clients on over and over again, because if you don't have a plan, you really don't have anything. Okay, you just have a dream. Until you make a solid plan, you you're just you just have wishful thinking. Okay. So let's talk about how you can make more time. You know, time is finite. You cannot add another extra hour or two to the day. It just doesn't work that way. We would love to make that happen. Um, But what happens a lot of times during this holiday season, what people will do is they will get one to two extra hours every day from sleep. And I just want to remind people, do not get it from your sleep. Because when you do that, you are just going to set yourself up for a huge negative spiral. You need your sleep. When you don't have it, you get robbed of energy. You multiply your stress. As one of my friends talks about um, Kohl's Cash and the vortex that it can put you in. I don't know if you have Kohl's up in Canada, Alexi.
0: But we have this store called Kohl's by us. Is it like a... Little mini department, like a kind of like a Target, right? Yes, it's a department
1: store. Mm -hmm. Okay,
0: Kohl's with a K. Yeah.
1: So, what happens is though, multiple, multiple times during the year, if you go in and you spend $50, you get $10 of Kohl's cash, they call it. And then you get to come back in two weeks later and spend your Kohl's cash. And then, guess what? You spend another $50, you get more Kohl's cash. And you just keep circling through this vortex, okay? it's kind of a cute little analogy, but the same thing happens with sleep. If you keep cutting your sleep by one to two hours, eventually your stress builds, and then you sleep less, and then your stress builds even more, and it keeps going and going and going, and you end up on this whirlwind that is just incredibly unhealthy for everyone, including those around you.
0: Yes, I totally agree, and you know, if there's one thing you have to really pay attention to, it's you know, during the season when you're feeling so stressed, it's how your body is feeling and how you're holding up. I mean, especially in the great white North here, we are into cold and flu season. And so you don't want to be jeopardizing anything that has to do with you getting sick either. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about, you know, making sure your immune system is revved up for all those parties that you're going to be attending, all those people that you're around. We're talking about making sure you actually, you know, feel, like you can take on and handle the day because you've got enough sleep. And then of course, there's all the other health benefits that you know we, we could sit here and mention so many different studies and the effects on people who get less sleep. On their health, on your ability to be productive at work, all of those types of things. So I totally agree with you, Peg. Don't, don't jip yourself. Don't try to find extra hours in the day um, by taking out sleep. That's kind of one of my pet peeves with people working out really early in the morning too, mm-hmm. unless you're gonna go to bed a little bit earlier and make sure you get that good amount of time. You're you, Sometimes you're actually doing more harm than good pulling yourself out of bed at 4 a.m. to hit the treadmill, right? Absolutely. So same thing, don't be rapping at 4 a.m., okay? <laughs> no, don't.
1: Okay, so our plan is not gonna be to take our hours, extra hours from our sleeping time, okay? But that time has to come from somewhere. So I want to give you a couple strategies that you can use to figure out where to get some of that time. The first one's just a brain dump or a thought download, some people call it. It's just sit down for a few minutes and write down every possible brainstorm idea you can to come up with these possible ways. Okay, Because here's how your brain works. Your brain loves to answer questions that you give it. So if you give your brain this question about how am I going to get more time during the holidays, your brain's automatically going to go to work and it's just going to cycle through and cycle through and cycle through and answer this question over and over again. Don't judge your answer. Just keep writing it down and you'll come up with some great solutions.
0: Awesome. So we just do a big brain dump and just, I would just set a timer. So how long do you think like five minutes, set a five minute timer, just anything that comes to mind? Even if it's not even related, you know, just like let your brain kind of cycle through. Absolutely. And then once we have our big brain dump, what do we do with it?
1: Well, then you can go through and you can pick out some things that you want to try. I tell people that keep it small. Take small steps because a long path has many steps. And you want to make sure that the step doesn't seem overwhelming because if it seems overwhelming, newsflash, you're not going to do it. Yeah. It has to seem so easy that it's a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, like it's not going to be, oh, I'm not going to go on Instagram for the rest of the holidays and I'm going to take back that scrolling time or, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to keep watching that Netflix show. You know, and there's certain things where you mm-hmm. have to be realistic, right? So you can start to, to see in your brain dump the things that might actually feel almost kind of easy or like almost like, hey, that is almost too easy. I could take back time from that, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. Now you said though about Instagram, so that's something too though. Like you can set that little um, limiter on your phone so you can't be on Instagram for so long. So if you've got that set for half an hour a day, maybe you want to bump it back to 20 or 25 minutes a day.
0: Yeah, and if you, doable. If you don't know what we're talking about, I know specifically on iPhones, um, you can go into it and see how much screen time you you're spending on each at each app. You can set limits and restrictions. So I have everything goes off at seven p.m. and it's just a reminder to me. Um, I know I've talked about that in the past before, but if you have no idea. Where you're going to find the time, I would say if you have an iPhone and you go on Facebook or you go on Instagram or you go on Pinterest or you even just check your emails throughout the evening, go on your phone, check the screen time from the last couple of weeks of how many hours. And yes, hours, it's not just minutes, it's hours that we're spending on our phones and our devices. And so if we could, you know, take some of that back, like you said, even just 15 minutes a day. That mm-hmm. adds up so quickly over the week and you could get so much done in that time.
1: Right, absolutely. So another good strategy, maybe you've heard of this one, is called keep, start, stop. Oh, I so, haven't. Ooh. So the, you can go online and you can put in, put it in and come up with a bunch of graphic organizers, but all you really need to do is take a sheet of paper and make three columns. Keep on one, start on the next one, stop on the last one and go through and think about your holiday traditions that you have, or what typically happens in this month of December, and think about what you really want to keep, what's really super important to you. Write that in your first column. In your second column, think about the things that you might want to start, that maybe your priorities have shifted a little bit in this past year, or maybe you've got something new you want to try. That would all go in your start column. And then the last column is stop, and those are the things that you really just can stop.
0: Like, yeah, And giving yourself permission to stop doing. Oh, those things, right.
1: Oh, so huge. Yeah. Yes. You don't have to do it all. Like I said, I no longer send cards typically this time of year and Oh permission to stop. That was wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful.
0: And I think a good idea is when you're doing that list, really be unbiased. Like do it as if nobody else is going to read it. Mm -hmm. And then you'll really be able to put some stuff on the stop, you know, like those Christmas cards or like going overboard with stocking presents or whatever it is that maybe you think that you should be doing. Or, you know, again, Aunt Carol says that you should be doing, but you really want to stop. So I would say really get into the mindset of when you do that, just focus on the things that really ring true to you instead of what you think that you should be starting or you think that you should be stopping or continuing to do.
1: Right, because we all have this vision, and I like to use a snow globe as an example. You know, you shake up that snow globe, and it is an absolutely perfect scene inside. We look at it from the outside, and we think, oh, that's so beautiful, and it's just wonderful, and nothing ever goes wrong inside the snow globe. And we think in our brain that that's how our holidays should be. But in reality, it's nothing like that. And we have to be willing to let go of that snow globe idea we have that everything's going to be just perfect. And that you can just run with whatever is and be happy with it in the end.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's so important. Mm -hmm. So any other tips on making a plan for us?
1: Yeah, so just a a few um, specific things that might come up for you when you write things down. Okay. So think about scaling back on dinner, some super practical stuff here. Like if you tend to make dinner a huge event, think about how maybe you could make it a little less of an event for the month of December so that you could get an extra 15 minutes there back from your meal prep
0: time. I love that idea. So I have an example of this. Yeah, I don't know if it was the year before last, but at my on my dad's side, we do a really big Christmas Eve dinner every year. And the past couple of years what we've done is everyone brings something, everybody chips in and we make it kind of like a potluck, serve yourself style. So you mm-hmm. still get the turkey, you still get the gravy, you still get, you know, all the holiday goodies, but there's no time wasted on somebody you know cooking the entire meal by themselves and there's no time wasted sitting and serving at the table it's everybody gets to mingle they can come and go as they please and it's just so much more relaxed and i mean there's probably just as much cleanup after but even just that i find like it's it's so much more enjoyable because there's not a ton of planning that has to go in it. It's kind of like, okay, here's the list, claim what you're going to bring. And then when we show up, we just serve it and eat when you want to eat and mingle when you want to mingle.
1: Absolutely. And you know, what's nice is that if you are really on your game, you kind of know what you plan every year for for that meal. And you know, you can use that same strategy for the whole month of December. So you've got, you know, like I said, we were talking about maybe six weeks here. So make a two-week meal plan of just really quick, easy foods that you love, your family loves, if you cook for a family, and make that, make the shopping list, and then repeat it two more times. You've got enough variety in there for two weeks that you can easily get through six weeks eating the same thing over and over again every two weeks, and you'll, you'll be fine.
0: Yeah, because you're going to have those holiday events and things that are sprinkled in between there, right? So you're going to get a little bit of a switch up and maybe some foods that you would normally be eating or wouldn't normally be on your meal plan. So I like that idea. Just keep the things that you love that are easy for you, that your kids enjoy, that your husband loves, you know, whatever, and just repeat it. That's so easy.
1: Or do the standard, make a double portion of it. If, you, if your family loves casseroles, make make a second casserole when you make the first one. That works all the time too.
0: Yeah, and a tip for a lot of that is some people don't enjoy leftovers as much, I know, but what you could do is always freeze it and then reheat it in your oven and it's basically like you cooked it again, right?
1: Absolutely, I do that over and over again with my family and it works great, it does. So one of the things I have started doing recently and I, I know this isn't available everywhere, but i order my groceries online yes i save probably a good hour every single week because i plan out my meals i i do it on a, an elect, on an electronic program and then i go right from there to the app i put on what i need and then i literally drive to the store And it takes me 20 minutes, 10 minutes to get there. Well, probably more like six minutes to get there, five minutes to sit in the car while they load it in the car for me. It's really rough. And then six minutes to drive home. Like it's a huge time saver and I absolutely love it. And I would highly recommend that people try that for for December too, if they can.
0: That's a great tip. And I know that in Winnipeg specifically, there's places now that will deliver to your door. Yes. Yes. So that is so fancy. Let me tell you, because you Mm -hmm. can literally get the groceries to your door and to tag on to our repeating your meal plan idea. A lot of those online grocery stores where you can order from, they save all of the things that you like to order frequently. So, Uh you know, you spend maybe we'll say 20 minutes getting your meal plan and everything in there. Mm -hmm. Well, the next week when you go to order, it's already going to be in there, you know, it's already gonna pop up in your online grocery store, you don't have to search for it again, so that's gonna save even more time too. Oh,
1: absolutely, just click, 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 click.
0: Mm -hmm. I love love it, it.
1: I love it. So my last tip is kind of an obvious one, but I think it's one that a lot of us need to hear, so I'm just gonna say it, sometimes we need to just plain ask for help. Some of us are really not good at asking for help, But like you mentioned earlier, it typically tends to fall on the woman in the family, and she usually gets a little burnt out and a little stressed. While the husband doesn't even realize that Christmas is happening, and that gifts need to be wrapped and that meals need to be prepped and all sorts of things. And just make sure you ask for help and engage a friend. You know, I've had um, friends and I have who've had wrapping parties. We all get together and we bring our stuff and. We all just wrap together and we might watch a Hallmark movie at the same time. Who knows?
0: Yeah, or have um, a glass of wine and make a night of it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's so much nicer and it's, it's just a great way to get it done.
0: Yeah. I totally Why not agree. Enjoy it Yeah. I think that's a really good point because a lot of us make the assumption that our you know, husband, partner, or significant other, or just, you know, our kids or our friends or whoever it might be in our lives, we just assume that they are in the same, you know, buzzing, humming, like vibrating state yeah. that we're in. Yeah, and they have no idea. And it's often, it's, it's our fault because we aren't the ones who say, hey, this is what needs to be done. Can you help with some of this, right? Mm-hmm. They're not mind readers, although we'd like them to be. They're not mind readers. So if you can just ask and delegate, I think that's a huge, huge step.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So figuring out that plan is really crucial. And so when I work with my clients, Lexi, I actually give them a framework, and it's a very um, self-serving name to the framework. It's called PEGS framework.
0: Oh, that's easy to remember now. (laughs)
1: They don't forget it. Yeah. So the P stands for plan. And we talked a lot about planning today. The E stands for execute, like getting the plan done actually is a step that needs to happen. The G is for grading. And Like we have to figure out actually when we go back and look at our plan, were we actually doing what we said we were going to do? Mm, yes. Yeah. And the S is for support. Like what do you need to have in place to actually get the plan done? Because if you're planning, for instance, to make a dinner and you're having a salad with that dinner, but you don't have any lettuce in the house or any spinach or any kind of greens, that salad gets to be really difficult to make. Yep. So having that think ahead time, I call it a think ahead, where you actually stop and think, what do I need to get done in order to support my plan? Is absolutely crucial to your success. So when you get done with your brain dump or your keep start stop, go back and look at what you need to do to support yourself to actually get it done.
0: Yes, I love that. And I think that also having execute as an actual step is huge because I know I do this a lot too. I make a to do list that's, you know, 10 miles long. And then the next week I make the same to-do list. And then the week after that, I make the, you know, it's slight changes. Mm -hmm. And instead what I could have done is do my keep, start, stop and made my to-do list a lot shorter Mm -hmm. and really executed, you know, step by step through that to-do list. And then, like you said, if we grade it, if we go back and look at, okay, how did that actually go? Mm -hmm. especially when we're talking about the holidays. Okay. How did that go this year? And what can I change next year? Or what could I change for the next dinner or the next event? Mm -hmm. That's huge as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Have you heard of the four D's strategy? No, I don't think so. Oh, this is big. So when you get your list out, I'm a big list maker too. You look at these four D words. The first one is do what do you, what do you actually need to get done? What will you do? The second one is defer. What can wait? What will you do like next week or the next month? What doesn't have to get done right now? The third one is delegate. Like what can you have somebody else do for you? And the fourth one is delete. What just needs to get off the list? Just even a priority. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to um, prioritize your
0: to-do list. Yes, I think that's good. So really someone could go back to the beginning of this episode and really you need to take these notes. You need to write these down so that when you're sitting there making your plan and making your to-do list and creating what is going to happen over the next couple weeks during the holidays, you can add in all these little tips from Peg because it's just going to make you feel so much less stressed and overwhelmed about everything. So Mm -hmm. any other tips or tricks that you wanted to share with us, Peg? Oh, I think we've covered quite a bit. We have. We, well, like I said, if we go back through this and take all of these strategies, I don't see any reason for you to, not to have an awesome plan to really get through the holidays and to find some time. And the best part is those time strategies that you gave us, we can use those at other points of the year as well. So when, when January comes and all of a sudden we want more time for our new workout plan or more time to meal prep, or we can go back and listen again and start to use this exact same framework mm-hmm. for, for the next season as well. So,
1: right. I love frameworks that you can use in different seasons. They're so yeah. powerful.
0: Definitely. Okay, Peg. So tell everybody what you are working on these days and where they can find you because now that you've given them all this actionable stuff, they're going to be like, "What else? What else does she have?" So, what have you been working on? What's upcoming for you? And where can everybody find you?
1: Absolutely. Well, I run a small membership site um, over on my website, wellness.net. That's spelled W-E-D-I-G, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S dot net, and There we walk walk through all the foundational things about mindset, stress, sleep, diet and nutrition, movement and detoxification, um, and approach everything as an interconnected web that helps us work on our PEG plans. Yes, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, And it, it really, my process is completely step by step. Like I said, a long path is many small steps. So I teach people how to go step by step to get the results that they want in their life.
0: I love that because that's what I'm a girl after my own heart because that's exactly what I'm about to right? just really actionable step by step by step so that sustainable long term and if we use these strategies and get really good at them they'll start to overlap in different areas of our lives so where we didn't even think that we could use them right
1: absolutely it's all about getting momentum once awesome. you hit that sweet spot you just start flying
0: and so social media where do you hang out on social media and where can they find you
1: Mostly on Facebook. Um, and that's just under Weighted wellness. Again, um, you will find a little bit on Instagram, but not a whole lot. I will say that and a little bit on Pinterest, but that's growing. So come find me there.
0: Awesome. And Peg does share, she has tons of recipes right now on her blog. So you can go back through the archives of awesome recipes that she's shared with the community as well. Um, if you're just looking for you know, some nutrition stuff. But like we talked about, she's really good with the mindset and the strategy. So it's all good to think that you want to think differently. But if you don't have an actual plan on how to do that, then that's kind of where most of us go wrong, right? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today, Peg. This was great. And I'm actually going to go back through my own episode and take more notes so that I can make a clearer plan for Christmas and the holidays. So thank you again so much for being here. And hopefully we can have you back to do another episode sometime.
1: Oh, that would be wonderful. Thanks for having me, Lexi.
0: And I will put all of the links that you mentioned to, for your Facebook and for your website and everything where everybody can find you in the show show notes. So if you're looking for how to get in contact with Peg or more advice on strategy, strategizing and planning for less stress during the holidays, I will link all of that below. Oh my gosh. Wasn't that great. I know that I Definitely had to go back through my own podcast and take some notes from Peg so that I can implement some of those strategies, not just around Christmas, but into the new year as well. So, as I mentioned in the actual episode, I'm gonna put all of her links down below in the podcast description here. But you can find her at weightedwellness.net and weighted wellness on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. So reach out to her and please share this episode and give her some love. Tag her on Instagram and And I hope that you guys really enjoyed this episode. There's a few more episodes left before the new year. I hope you've been liking this twice a week podcast and if you have an episode idea or um, something that you'd like me to talk about on the podcast in the new year make sure you send me an Instagram message reach out by email and we can get that happening for you. Okay, guys, until next week, I hope you have a fantastic day. Go enjoy the snowy morning and I'll see you in the next episode.